Hey, glad you could make it. Welcome to Fantasy Dad Pods, where dad bods are glorified and dad jokes are encouraged. I'm JT, accompanied by Sean. Sean, how are we doing? Uh, pretty good. Try to fix my dryer this weekend, like, and a water softener, like any good dad should. I accomplished half of that. So, so <laughs> the dryer is still out of commission. Oh, uh, bummer. Yeah. Of course, we're potty training now, too. So uh, a lot of sheets are going through. Oh, those yeah. are the days. Yes. Um, I feel like my dryer's gonna kaput on me eventually for as many cornhole bags as I'm putting through it to to get them broken in. Is that your is that your dad dad joke of the week? No, it's oh, I'm, I, okay. I'm serious. Oh, okay. I'm okay. I love cornhole. I'm Got it. super into it. Yeah, you really are. I see uh, the only the only thing I know about Facebook or anything about Facebook, anything I know about Cornhole is you retweeting something on, or sharing something on Facebook. Or... Just be glad I'm not tagging you. I know you so as... much more about Cornhole than I ever thought I would solely because I just see what you post. You want to start a side Cornhole podcast? I... No. <laughs> yeah, the market's pretty cornered. There's like three main ones and that's pretty much enough. It's, it's pretty Cornhole. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's... Are you thinking about any other, like, do you want to join a club or anything? I, I, you see me play cornhole. I suck at cornhole. You and bowling. You, What's the deal? Yeah, you do bowling and cornhole, two things that I am terrible at. Uh, all right. Let's start our own club. Okay. It's, it's going to be passive aggressive club. And the first rule of passive aggressive club, it, you know what? Never mind. It's fine. No. And that's your dad joke. That, that's the dad joke. Of the week. There we go. There we go. That was for you, Sean, because you're you're the the first person I think of when I think of Fight Club, other than Brad Pitt. Sorry, and oh, Edward man. Norton Jr. I did I but did go as Tyler Durden for Halloween one year. <laughs> yeah, yeah back, you did. Back when I had abs, <laughs> I was there. I, I yeah, I have a dad bod now. And you're welcome. Just well, solely you're... for this podcast. Years later, I knew I'd be on the podcast. And uh, actually, my future wife was at that party. <laughs> I was just about to say yeah. that. My future wife was there. Yeah, there Every Halloween, Facebook yep. reminds me. I was Ron Burgundy. She oh. was like a flapper girl, like uh, that vibe. Yes, yes. Everyone thought she was Pocahontas um, because she had a feather, but it turns out that's how they signified that they had alcohol on them instead. And everyone got confused. <laughs> oh, the more yeah. you know. <laughs> yes. She's like, you're Pocahontas. She's like, no. <laughs> I'm Asian. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a difference. Yes. <laughs> um, circling back to fantasy baseball, because that's what? what we're here for. <laughs> what? Last week, we talked about catchers. What a doozy. Go check out that podcast. Woo. Hour of catcherness. Um, this week, we're talking first baseman. We're moving 90 feet down the right field foul line towards first base defensively speaking yes that's where they reside most often unless you know the craziest shift ever that i haven't seen or the mlb holdout they they change the length of the the first baseline (laughs) who knows what the rules are going to change actually uh side note i saw that um atlantic league that did the mound yeah, uh, like a foot further back, they're moving it back to normal, and they're getting rid of robot arms too. Yeah, I was like, and and we're done. <laughs> it's nice. It's a nice to have that league. That league needs to be more supported. To have that league to try out things, and um, I want to go see some Atlantic. 
league baseball games because that's that's awesome. They're they're not afraid to try new things to get a little crazy, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I want to go see some Savannah bananas. You got it, dude. You got that, it. That looks like a good time. Yeah. Like, let yeah. alone watching a baseball game. Yep. Whole players get involved in shenanigans. That looks that looks like fun, and they win. So. <laughs> So speaking of winning, uh, if you drafted Vladimir Guerrero Jr. a couple of years ago, you're probably winning. Although this this would be a cautionary tale a little bit of um, what like what you said, if you're wanting to win now, a couple of years ago, I, Vladimir Guerrero was going, it probably still number one on this list, would, I would think, right? Like just three years yeah. ago when he was kind of getting drafted, he's still going number one. And I agree. I wouldn't say it cost you, but he was not worth the first overall pick two years ago. So the win now strategy wouldn't have been well with Vladimir Guerrero. He was again, like a, what a 758 OPS his first two years combined or something close to that. I can't run that I'm trying to off the top of my head. Yeah. He, he came on year three and I'm not saying a couple of years ago, don't draft him, but like if you know, you're wanting to win now that a young, young guy like that isn't going to get it done or probably won't get it done. Drafting. If you're starting up now, obviously Vladimir Guerrero is the guy you want, but back then it probably a Freddie Freeman was, you know, even younger Freddie Freeman was the guy you wanted. And him still sitting at number two is uh, not too shabby. Is he turning 31? I 32, I want to say. Turning 32, okay. Yeah. Yeah, age yep. 32 currently. Yep. So you think it's a little little high there for Freddie Freeman at 32? Maybe going somewhere else? Yeah, free agent Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I still think Freeman has – not only, you know, he's been relatively healthy, which is a positive. I mean, that's one of the best abilities. And um, I, I haven't seen any signs of dipping off. I mean, he's kind of that 1B, like, I don't think he'll really maybe have some type of MVP year, but he is just Did on he win it. the MVP two years ago? That's a great question. <laughs> I was gonna say, wasn't it just two years ago he won his MVP? But I mean, just like <laughs> yeah, I don't I think I don't think he can match it. But <clears throat> he is such a savant at the plate, and maybe that's why they named it baseball savant. Because in terms of, I, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, in terms of like pitches seen slash like wasted. Um, he was number one by like almost double, I think, this last year in terms of just fouling balls off, you know, staying in in the in the at bat. And um, it's, it's just I don't know. It's something that's like, OK, Vlad's coming off a MVP year. First we've ever seen best year we've ever seen. Yeah, he's got the pedigree and everything. But like, are you drafting that or, you know, is he? Yeah. Was that his hundredth percentile, and you're banking on that just to be his? Stamp? It's probably as good as it's ever gonna get, to be honest. Like, <clears throat> how, can he really have a better year? He was so good last year. Like, you're right. I mean, like, unless the unless they make a bouncy baseball, or I mean, his launch angle was his biggest thing, right? I mean, initially yeah. he's always yeah. hitting it hard. It was just he finally got got the launch angle in a respectable range. Um, but no, I, I like Freddie Freeman there too. I mean, I think Olsen is three here, fantasy pros. And it's Olsen, you can make a case for two, though. Like being what, five years younger? A lot, lot of pop. And he plays in Oakland. Like he gets out of Oakland here soon. 
Like, he hit 40 dingers in Oakland last year. Right. I mean, I'm rounding up, but, you know, like, and and you're talking five years younger. You could make a case. I mean, I I probably, I probably had Matt Olson too. Just because the upside. He's still, I think he's still ascending, whereas Freddie's like probably leveling off and declining soon. True. And I guess we are talking more dynasty lean. Oh, yeah, next year for redrafts, absolutely, Freddie Freeman. But, yeah, Matt Olson, because I assume he will get traded, if not this year, next year. And it's got to be a friendly ballpark that he plays in right now. We know the historical averages of it's suppressing uh, on-base percentage and things like that because of that immense foul territory in Oakland. We know that. So seeing him play somewhere else would be awesome. Right. I mean, Olson's got to be coming off his best walk rate, best K rate. I want to confirm it real quick. I mean, he's an Oakland A's hitter. He's going to be disciplined. That's just what they do. Yeah, by far, pretty much he, you know, his best walk rate, he matched 2020, but small sample, but at least he sustained that through. Yeah. But by far his best K rate, like almost nearly like a 40% drop, like having it. So he went from like a 25% K rate a little bit higher in 2020 at 31, but the 2021, he had a 16.8% K rate. Yeah. Um, And I mean, it coincided with a really good batting average. Um, I mean, I mean, people sleep on Matt Olson are like, because like maybe some people remember the 2020 year where he just was sub 200 average, but his bad was so low. That was super unlucky. Like, I mean, 36 home runs two years ago, like a 900 OPS and a 911 OPS this last year with 39 home runs. Like the dude's a superstar. Like, honestly, if you just didn't play in Oakland, like the dude's a superstar. And he looks good with a shiner, like that oh. big old black eye. He had. I was just yeah. like, dang, gangs of New York. Like he's just, <laughs> gangs he had the slick back hair. I never saw the movie. So sorry if I'm making a poor yeah, reference. Uh, it's a good movie, but you should, you should see it. But yeah. Matt Olson, sneaky good player. Sneaky good. And please don't sleep on drafting him. 31 overall is, uh, I think it's cr- kind of, well, it's a dynasty league, but again, he's 27. Kind of criminally underrated. You know what you're going to get with Matt Olson too. Like that's a commodity that a lot of people, a lot of people, I know some people like we used to play with a guy who got lucky what you want to get one of your bait off all these like young guys, but knowing what you get early in a draft in a dynasty league, at least for, you know, five six seven eight years is really a nice commodity to have and matt olson just turned you know he's 27 like you know what you're gonna get for at least a couple more years yeah well how do you feel about another guy another five years younger than matt olson i know where you're going the torque monster yeah spencer torkelson he's got Um, my underwear in a torque sign me up (laughs) Uh, what was what was he? Uh, I'm just trying to run. Have math is hard on a on a podcast, but a 940 OPS in Double A last year. Notoriously tough to hit in Double A. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, as the kids say, that'll play. <laughs> so um, he has done nothing short of uh, do what he was uh, supposed to do, um, and um, obviously, I don't think they're gonna have M- Miggy stop him from coming up i you think the third base thing's a real thing i think he's gonna be a first baseman 
I think eventually I, he'll end up there. I think he almost could do like a Miggy type, you know. Start at third arc. for maybe a year or two, but I think he ends up being first sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, his he's, he's not a that he's is not much of a runner. Of, that is something to be aware of is is position eligibility for your dynasty league, depending on how that works, because he might not have first base eligibility, or it might, you know, depending on what it is. So. He might not count for this list, but we're going off lists that do have him as as eligible for first baseman, and he's listed here at fourth, about forty one. It's it's like middle to late third round in a twelve team league. JT, is that is that a little too high to take a guy who's you know barely played at AAA? Slightly, but I think when you look at the other names like around him or just behind that, it's and we're talking with a dynasty focus. You know, he, oh, he did play, he played triple A 40 games. I didn't know it was that much. Well, like, let's put it, let's put it this way. Right now they have Austin Riley at five behind him, who's 24. And I mean, he, he beasted last year, 900 OPS, 33 home runs. Like, I mean, if, if Spencer Torkelson does that, that's a good year for Spencer Torkelson. And he, and Austin Riley did it like, Actually, now that I look at it, their their overall rankings are actually have Austin Riley a little higher, which I which I agree with. I would probably or you could convince me either or. Right now, JT, who are you taking, Riley or Spencer Torkelson? Dynasty, I'm taking Torkelson, and I think the power profile is similar. I think the that's a big ballpark he's hitting in, in Detroit. Yeah, I think ultimately that I like a little bit of an AL lean. Yeah. And I also like the walk rate. He's shown the propensity to to walk a little bit better. So I feel like that that helps the profile a little bit safer floor, if you will. But I so Austin Riley is is interesting because he had a monster year, but had two. I would say Vlad type ish, you know, 750 OPS years before, you know, bad batting average. But again, it's all about that slug for him. Um, and, I mean, one year is 180 at bats, you know, like it's it's that 2020 season, so it's like a hot month, you know. Um, and the year before is only 240. So I guess you can make the case you don't really even know who Austin Riley is. Although it is a nice feather in his cap that he's already had a good year. I mean, he's had a good major league year. It is nice for him to say, I had a year where I. Had you know, full season where I hit 900, his first real full season where he hit 900 OPS for an entire season. So, um, yeah, how would you feel if I pointed out that he had a 368 habit? Yeah, that scared me. I was, I was, I was, I was like, like, I was looking um, at that. Um, I know that's not the end all be all, but (laughs) and 80 points. Well, it is something, (laughs) it is 80 points higher than, than about you'd like, or, you know, 60 at least points higher than you'd like um i think a guy probably like hit in his speed's probably like a 290 280 kind of bad kind of guy um maybe a little higher you know talk me into he hits it pretty hard so but uh yeah that does scare me a little bit yeah you're right you talked me into it Spen- you on the podcast you heard it live you talked me into spencer number four <laughs> fine fine i i i love austin rally though and i think it was just drafted because him it in was... our, our combo league <laughs> yeah it's just it's like um I saw value, you know, and that's what you're going after. But I think 
I think a 303 batting average for a season is going to be his career high. I really hate <laughs> yeah. to say that already, uh, but he yeah, just he strikes me as like a 250, 260. Yeah. He does and, not have a 300 profile. Yeah, but honestly, I I mean, I, I wouldn't, if you, depending on the draft falls to you and you, you, you know, you take a, a different player and then you're circle back for Riley, like, sure. You know, like, the, I'm. Jackson's had it 840. Like, it is a dip for OPS, 50 points. But, I mean, that would be probably about a 320 uh, BABIP, which is reasonable. And 280 average, and they're projecting for, you know, 32-ish home runs. That plays. I mean, that's that's really good, actually. For That's a very good first baseman. So, like, yeah, but I agree. Like, that was definitely his luckiest year. What, who won? Someone I want to ask you about, because I'm, I'm genuinely just, like, confused, is what do you do with Cody Bellinger? Like, his, his decline has been a decline. Health, everything. Like, what, what do you do, JT? And it's two years in a row now. Like, it's just um... it's getting worse. Is he getting the like the Jock Pearson treatment when he was at his kind of peak a few years ago, and then they figured out, oh wait, he he can't hit both-handed pitchers, and like uh, that would hurt his value though. That like that would plummet even to where he is now. Like if he becomes a one-handed guy, like because right now he's going sixty-fourth in redraft leagues. You can't draft a guy in that range who only hits one side from one side, or you know only hits once handed pitchers you know yeah i want there was a graph i saw someone tweet out i i didn't tag it or bookmark it so i don't even know how i would go back and find it but i remember that it was it was a very distinct like turn of events where it was just a complete decline k percentage going up and walk percentage going down with just all all the underlying metrics supporting the decline yeah and it, oh. it had to do with a certain event i want to say it was like the playoffs from the year before maybe like an injury leading into or but um i'm gonna pull up the splits here man that man that's uh that's kind of scary i didn't i didn't i didn't know that um man yeah, he's he's very much becoming platoon esque, and the Dodgers aren't shy about it. I mean, you looked at his bat uh, batting order, where he was batting near the end of twenty twenty one, and it was it was the bottom third. And like, I don't know how. Oh, I don't like yeah. they say you get say he's like got you know maybe he changes something this off season, which I always felt like he stood really tall. And then he dropped into that kind of athletic squat, you know, batting stance. But as the ball's coming, so your eye level just dropped at least, you know, like a good three, four, whatever inches. And then it was all about him trying to get under it. He's got that big sweeping long swing. So you just dropped your eye level. You've got a slow bat speed, you know, from from my kind of naked eye, you know. It's just like that does not... You can get you know, beat with those yeah. are good factors to yeah. have, and um, yeah, I mean it's 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 unfortunate because you've seen what he can do, and 
it was kind of like this, like the same storyline for like a Chris Bryant up until Chris Bryant just had a really solid 2021. But he, I mean, at least you could point, I guess they both had their health issues. Um, but I mean, JT, what, everything you're describing is maybe like somebody figured something out because it's getting worse, like a, like a 30 point difference inside. Then it goes to like 40 then it goes to like 50, like it's getting worse each year. Like the lefty righty splits, mm-hmm. like maybe there's just something with like lefties. You can't keep up with, with maybe like the inside stuff where you need that bat speed to catch up on the inside stuff. Are they just pound? I I'm just speculating here, but maybe they're just pounding them. Cause you said like that, that slow stuff or something like that, like a mechanism in a swing is just like, there must be a gaping hole from the left side. Cause it is steadily declining. Like, I mean, his right side is too, but it's just like, wow, that left side is just plummeted in the last two years. He's doing absolutely nothing against lefties. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm really starting to go in. I'm looking at like Woba against certain pitches year by year. Yeah. Slider and sinker destroyed him last year. Um yeah. He got fooled a little bit by the changeup. Oh, his bugaboo is a cutter. That's um, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I just I really am not sold, and it, so it'd be one worry. of those cases where he'd have to slide for me to even like. Oh, how far maybe. slide? Oh, uh, going back to the list. I mean, because right behind him, Goldsmith, Bryant. Brandon, is it low? Lau? I always, I'm getting them mixed up. Uh, Lau, I believe the Rays. Kirloff, Vaughn, Mountcastle. I think, I'm think, I would say at least to that, at least to that teens of the, the first baseman yeah. past I like Vaughn, Mountcastle. Yeah. Like where he's, at, where he's, where he's coming uh, into his, where he's coming to his own, you know, a little bit like. Mm hmm. 800 OPS and in Baltimore with really nothing around him, 33 home runs. Like that is low Babbitt. Like it's, you know, sub 300 Babbitt didn't get like crazy lucky. That plays and, you know, round 90th, 100 in overall. Like, that's fine. But again, like I, I wouldn't say like crazy value, but I just think that like him versus what I think Jose Abreu is going to be in the future because Jose Abreu is 35 is going to run after him. Might be the better player, but Ryan Madcastle so much younger this is a dynasty draft ten, ten, 11 years younger i you you tell me 11 years for jose Abreu to ryan mancastle i'll take the 11 years uh, so you put you throw him down there past like jared walsh go yeah i just i i don't have the patience for inconsistency yeah and do you couple that with some some Injuries that are starting to kind of possibly, you know, take their toll. Um, I mean, no one's perfect in that regard, but I, I, th- I think, I think there's better options in terms of safer floor. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, um, we'll talk about DJ LeMahieu when we get to second, because that's probably where he'd be playing for most people. Or most eligibility. Well, maybe he plays first. Let's say he plays first because he played enough game, a lot of games at first last year. Um, where do you have him here? Lemayhu. 
Yeah. He's kind of rocky, like uh, New York, up, down, up, down. It just is like, like you said, inconsistency. It's hard to hard to pin him down. Do you think his 700 OPS last year was real, or is he? I think he's a little closer to a little higher than that, right? Really, generally. Yeah, yeah. With the new, you know, situation, man, he played 150 games. Um, I just. He's an average guy, right? He's a non-base yeah, you know, guy. So he's usually he's, closer to a couple home runs. So like, you know, maybe low twenties. So like again, his OPS should probably be closer to eight hundred. Won't kill you, but the versatility had, is kind of nice. He's had one twenty plus home run season. Yeah, Does that surprise you? Well, um, no, no. I, I'd say low twenties now with how his, his game will probably transition. Mm-hmm. as he gets older you know that i think baseball's a little smarter with how they know that transition is going to be and he was a stolen base or not a stolen base guy but kind of a speed like patient average hitter and it's he's obviously transitioning away from that and he's becoming and i think he'll start becoming a more power hitter and that's where i think his struggles came last year he's having to adjust who he basically is right. he's not going to be that guy anymore and in order to sink or swim he's going to have to probably hit for a little bit more power He's not going to be the leadoff guy for much longer, I don't think. Yeah, I look at LeMahieu, and I think like Ben Zobrist. Is that kind of odd? Yeah, no, I can absolutely see that. And he's versatile too, like Ben Zobrist was too. So, right, like I know he's good for average, and then that kind of equates to on base. I mean, he walks a decent amount usually, like to be okay. Obviously, you know, a little bit more of a bump in average leagues, but seventy-three times last year, (laughs) he's almost one for one in K to walk. Yeah, I mean, he had an amazing 2020. Um, that's that's crazy over a thousand OPS. Like again, it was like a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. 2020 was a month. But that's why I say like, don't look too much for the like when I said with Matt Olson, like he hit sub 200. Don't look too crazy into right. 2020 too much. But yeah, look at that. I look at 2020. I'm like, wow. You know, he he could he could be the the best. You know, probably you'd want him at as a second baseman yeah. i mean he's eligible at first and third but like you'd want to probably slide him into your second base spot ideally if you're yeah you know building your team but he's he's able to be a top three second baseman for a six well 50 game stretch is what he played yeah. in 2020 oh, sweet you know like and then you're and then you factor that into where his um overall is uh, being drafted 150 i mean like there's value there i I, br- I brought him up because i i see him in a couple years doing a similar thing and then becoming a first baseman i just see i don't know how many more years he's he's a big uh, i think he's what six four he's a very big second baseman already as it is and his natural position is not third arm strength wise so i see him quickly transitioning to first so that's why i want to bring about dynasty league he's going to transition to first probably sooner rather than later. I just don't see that size staying at second much longer with, with that. So I, I, he will probably be a first baseman before too long. So that's why he kind of needs you talked about in the circles. Man, should I just like DJ more? I'm JT. He's GJ. He's six, four. I'm six, four. He's got fair skin. It looks like you've got some freckles going on. Um, I feel like Are I should be a bigger the, fan. You moving him up the board now? <laughs> yeah, just like in terms of moral support, you know, like there's he's only so many of us. <laughs> he's almost, he's getting there. Um, 
this is the point where we're kind of getting, you know, uh, DJ LeMahieu kind of 155 ish in the overall rankings, uh, 22nd ish, depending on other players here, uh, eligibility at first base. Um, anybody else other than someone we talked about, you really want to hit on here? Cause we can, we're going to kind of, I'm going to kind of jump around with some guys. So, okay. You- I was like between where we went from, we, I just, I really liked Alex Karoloff and now I'm really, scared of that wrist injury that was a big deal and he tried to fight through it come back without surgery and then it was a short stint and then he got injured wrist again and then he opted for surgery so um in the same kind of chris bryant wrist vein i'm just like oh man did we not even see enough of a you know taste and like i i really liked karoloff when he got promoted, I, you know, I wanted to add him to all my teams. Um, so I'm really interested to see once we get into spring training, whenever that is just how he looks. Um, but what, I mean, what do you, how do you feel about like a Chris Bryant resurgence? You know, where, where does that leave you in terms of like relying? Is this, is he back? Uh, man. Um, Real baseball talk here for a second. I want the Mariners to sign Chris Bryant. Uh, fantasy baseball talk. I am not <laughs> drafting Chris Bryant where he's going right now. Um, I, I, real baseball is one thing, but like drafting him ninth first baseman overall, seventy uh, seventh. Um, I don't know, man. Like that just. I think the decline is is real. I wouldn't say maybe like as bad i mean like i guess you like a he will probably be an 800 ops player rest of his career that's just every year in and you're out i would bet 800 ops maybe in three or four years i'll start dipping down below 800 that's probably what that's probably i'm looking at and honestly it does depend where he goes he had a pretty nice ish year in san francisco i mean as short as it was um but you could see like when he's not in chicago those big ballparks are going to do that. And if he goes to like a Seattle, that's going to probably affect his, those OPS. It'll probably be closer to the 780 than it was the 860 just because of the ballpark. That it's just it hitting at Wrigley's easier than hitting at Safeco or San Francisco. Um, not Safeco, uh, T-Mobile. Sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I probably have him much, much lower, but if he goes to Colorado, it'll probably jump up, but barring something crazy like that happening in Colorado, you know, they're, they're known to keep their stars. Um, uh, I probably have them lower than even Kirilov, probably even probably Vaughn, who's 23. I liked the little stuff Vaughn did last year. Now it maybe doesn't look pretty, but there were stretches where Vaughn showed he was a major league baseball player. And a, a lot, I saw a stat here that, um, he was a rookie coming into this year, and it was really kind of a hard year for rookies in general. I mean, obviously there were some that were good, but like 2020 with like COVID and everything, really, I think we underestimated how much it plays with like timing of these players. Like they just didn't play competitive. Some of these guys did not play competitive baseball for like 19 months. That's and then and then he's he remember because Vaughn came up and he's like, "You're outfield now," and he's like, "What?" <laughs> like they made him play a different position for a while, not yeah. after playing baseball for 19 months. And they're like, now you're first base. And he settled in after that. I think he will be much better than his end of the year numbers looked another year of playing baseball. 
after you know another well hopefully another routine or of some sort and playing first base you know getting some time to play certain positions that he's meant to play so yeah. I, I think i i like von a lot more than he where he's going and he's 23 yeah 23 yep 23. Yeah, I, I have i have bryant behind von and mountcastle uh, 12 and 13 going in the they're both going in the 90s i have i have brian after that and yeah walking in the footsteps of other great vons uh remember mo von and uh, the great hippo von look it up um I just, I just like i just don't know why i remember that but there is a who is Hippo Vaughn? So Hippo Vaughn. Oh, wow. wow. What a drop, JT. 1888. Yeah. Okay, solid. Just a really fun you. name. I see you. Okay. 306 innings. What a workhorse. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I remember uh, back to Andrew Vaughn. Um, I remember, it, yeah, it was like you're playing outfield and you're playing every three and a half days. And good luck like we we barely don't even need you but for some reason we have you up here and we have ultimate faith in our manager for don't, yeah, don't get me started reasons beyond our control <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i agree with you it's yeah it was a bit of a rocky uh you know transition ultimately to bring in your number three overall pick from your 2019 draft and like after the weird you know choppy 2020 you're like hey you're awesome and we just you know go sit over there and yeah then, how many minor league at bats do you actually get like official at bats um let's just even just do plate appearances just to be generous and uh 229 plus 16 245 <laughs> And that none of those are above <laughs> high A. He literally went from high A to the majors. <laughs> like yeah. it was like so. Yeah, some some bumps were expected, guys, <laughs> and probably in in this uh this transition. So it's a miracle he had a 700 OPS. Honestly, no, he had saw no one over tri- high A. Didn't play baseball for 19 months, and they're like, "And you're playing outfield, <laughs> go!" And every like JT, and every three days you randomly get four bats. Go. He's like, yep. "All right, <laughs> like whatever you need, coach." Anyways, yeah. sorry, don't mean to bring yeah, that up again. I think we can say we're both a little bit higher on Vaughn than uh, than that number. Ignore kind of that number. He was set up to fail and actually did admirably in that situation. Yeah, I mean, if you're scouting for a first baseman like in your dynasty, like way out, it's seems like pack 12 for spacemen to really key in on uh torkelson you know asu product vaughn cal you know Jeez, back to back years just man you know just the pack 12 produces first baseman who rake mm-hmm. there, there you go um how do you feel about um like a I see Hoskins and I see Muncie and I think in just some pretty major injuries they're dealing with recovering from. And I mean, are they on the periphery? I mean, obviously probably not your first option you want as a starting first baseman, but like some type of utility you're on, on your bench. For Reese Hoskins. Um, yeah. For either Hoskins or, or 
Muncie. I'm kind of lumping them together because Mancini just his health scare was so scary. Like could have like died, and um, his 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 comeback was admirable. But like who who is he? Like that's a real like they took like feet of intestine out of him, didn't they? Like I don't know who he's gonna be honestly. And he was a you know, 760 OPS kind of guy, average BABIP, some other stats were kind of in line, but I, he might be who he is now. And unfortunately, if that's the case, like I'd rather have a DJ Lemayhew going forward than that. I think he's higher because people are thinking he's going to bounce back to what he was, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. That's something I really, I think, he, what is he, 31? 29. Oh, he's a little younger than I thought. Uh, still though that like coming into the 30 season after that like i don't know and reese hoskins i probably have reese hoskins a lot higher than i have trey mancini um reese is honestly incredibly consistent for the most part across kind of the board um basically his bad that is the same other other than like some randomness dipped a little bit in 2019 he was pretty much the same hitter the past couple of years so i'm okay with that because at least like you said I can play with around where is he going like 140 ish. If I know kind of what I'm getting from this position, it's nice. And he's 28. Yeah, I got a couple of years of Reese Hoskins at at that. And who knows how many how many years does he have in his contract? That's kind of a big deal because I'm looking for if he is moved because he's 28. His contract has to be coming up soon, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Not, I, I'm not in my head over here. I, I agree with Mancini. 24. 2024. Okay. Oh, so he's got this year and next year. He's got two years left. So, but again, of Dynasty, that is something important. So at age 31, 30 season, he will be a free agent. So basically, at two seasons of him, it, it, that is something in the Dynasty that you need to take into account where, where he goes will affect his value. It will, it does affect things. Um, but yeah, I like I like Reese Hoskins a lot more than Trey Mancini. I think they should be further apart in these lists. Yep. Any any outlook on Muncie as well, Max Muncie? Oh, Max Muncie. I really like Max Muncie. Um, he's uh, I clicked on him for his age, but he's thirty one. I was gonna see where he's he's projected. He's going uh, one twelve. I probably oh man, he's a he's around Jose Abreu and Jerry Walsh, which I think is a pretty good spot for him. Um, Jose Brady is just a lot older. I probably have Mac Muncy maybe in the Andrew Von Ryan Mount Castle. He is right now better than both, obviously, but he is, you know, eight years older than both. So it's kind of how are you building your team? Do you have younger positions somewhere else? And then you can get the Max Muncy, or do you need that where you can get a first baseman and forget about him for, you know, a decade or whatever it is. It, it's just, it's how you want to build your team. What your, what your other draft picks have looked like, because you could easily convince me either or with Max Muncie or the Andrew Vons and Ryan Mountcastles. Jose Abreu, I feel like is too much in the middle of the two. Like he's 35 going on 36 and he's producing, but at what point does that stop when you're getting close to 40? Not everybody's Nelson Cruz, you know, Every, more people are Miguel Cabrera. And that's what scares me. So I kind of brush over Jose Abreu because if you're going to go like production versus potential, then I just go Max Muncy then who is four or five years younger. And I mean, honestly, like he's 
basically doing that, you know, he's basically doing Jose Abreu numbers. So what do you think? Oh man. I'm thinking that most baseball players would have wished that they knew 2020 was going to happen. And then they could have gone the PED route and then they get suspended <laughs> in 2020. doesn't really matter. They come back and then they have, Hey, I'm set up to have a Nelson Cruz career. Sorry. I'm really sorry about David Ortiz being inducted into the hall of fame today. Ed, um, Edgar, I saw a great tweet. Uh, Edgar crawled. So David Ortiz can run. You're welcome. David Ortiz. Edgar fought your battle for you. Gosh, right? He went to the mat. <laughs> um, Edgar is the greatest DH. If you think Ortiz is a better hitter, you're insane. Just, I'm just saying that. Like, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, give him his postseason heroics. But yeah, overall, I agree. Um, Abreu, I, I, I like, I like what he is. I like his floor. It's yeah, his age is gonna bite him eventually. Uh, Muncie, that left elbow not being able to come back and I mean it should be fine it's not a pitcher obviously but I mean it's just like it's really interesting um so something to keep aware of and then yeah I I think I'm just kind of letting Mancini slide I don't I'm I'm not really interested especially in the team situation it's not a whole lot of like counting stats available and Reese Hoskins I'm I'm willing to you know buy in again at the right value um especially on that team and then you know he's shown the propensity to to be a, a very good first baseman fantasy wise and um it's just i mean it was an abdomen issue so hopefully that's a not a long-term thing i don't think it should be but um yeah um, let's see i, I want to get to one guy we talked about before the podcast started but uh, one guy that I was surprised with, I we were listening to some things, young guys. We're gonna get here, um, so we're kind of compiled the list of like a hundred guys or so. We're looking at different places and things like that for what people have here for a consensus big board. But we noticed looking at a hundred that nobody had Tyler Soderstrom, Oakland's big prospect here. Um, he's a younger guy, played at high high A. I think he's one of those guys. Um, um, trying to get an exact exact kind of measurements for him but uh he's a younger guy and you know with the whole COVID year and all that stuff it, it's hard to gauge these guys he was a, he was just a draft pick a year ago and so he ba- he barely played where where is his actual age he is 20 years old just turned 20 so no don't have to worry about turning 21 but only played at a now produced very well um Oakland you likes to get their guys kind of little bit later it seems like but i don't think that they're in the position to really wait on some of these guys with matt olson on the way out in a year or so and i think they're gonna i want to say rush tyler but uh he proved uh a was was too low for him so i don't expect him maybe this year to be up but if you want to get him later in the draft i think he will be in the majors in 2023 and i think it'll be that midseason, you know, well, it depends. The rumor is they might get rid of that like date and, you know, with losing the eligibility, all that stuff. So it depends on a kind of like what the arbitration rule with that is when I'm talking about young guys, like, is that, you know, magical April date or whatever it is going to be here anymore. But I think that Tyler is a, uh, for a dynasty league, you need another first baseman, obviously. You can wait on somebody and get, you know, like a DJ LeMahieu later or something like that 
but supplement it with a Tyler Soderstrom who will be here in two years and is projected and was a very, very high draft pick has some, has some potential first rounder and uh, everything that I heard and they, people have talked about, he is a, he's a nice piece of the cog won't be probably his upside is not Vladimir Guerrero or anything like that, but you don't need him to be wherever you're going to get him that late. You, cause you can get him really late. I'm talking really late. Mm-hmm. So I, I would consider an option like that. He's going to play and he's going to bat. He's going to he, like, they want his bat in the lineup. Um, he's, he might be eligible at catcher or first, just depending on how many games at each and all, you know, your league settings. But when fan tracks publishes an article about top, you know, dynasty uh, prospect catchers and first baseman. And when he's second overall, <laughs> on both lists behind Adley Rutschman and Spencer Torkelson. Yeah, take no notice. <laughs> not yeah. sure why he's not on this fantasy pros. I'm just going to say maybe they took the poll a little too early or we're looking. Yeah, at there, there has to be like an error, maybe all, error plugging stuff in. But yeah, yeah, it's all Gucci. Um, I actually talked to Mr. Clegg on Twitter today. Um, he had a really sweet tweet about. Average 90th percentile exit velos on line drives. Yeah, that's like a very <laughs> niche thing, but it was really yeah. interesting. Um, and I asked him, like, hey, how'd you compile that? And he's just like, lots of just, you know, savant search, copy, paste, so, you know, just compiling yeah. it. He's like, I'm not a coder. I'm not a. So he, uh, he put in the elbow grease. But I, in I terms say, of. Oh, sorry. I was going to say with Tyler, you can look at him around 400. Like, that's where he's probably going to go. Because that's where some of the other rookies are going around 400, maybe a little higher, 350s. So if you can get him there, that's that's where I would take him. Because you got to wait a year. Yeah, but in terms of like name value and other names that are going up, like you know, technically Tristan Casas is is there at at 38th overall for Dynasty at pick 249 overall average. What I see now, I found it, JT. He's on this list twice at 38th and 49th. One of those might be meant to be. Oh, yeah. One of those is probably supposed to be Tyler. I bet that seems right to me. Yeah. And when you try to click, I would, on... bet, I would bet he is 49th. Yeah. 318, which is fine for me, honestly, where I would, where I would take him. Yeah, when you click on the 49th yep. name, the links are broken. Yeah. 49th, 50th first baseman off the board behind Joey Votto. Sign me up all day for that one for a guy like this. <laughs> like, I'd put him higher. I, mean, I would too, personally. But yeah, like if I you mean, can get him around there. You're talking about Paven Smith down there. I mean, yeah. Rowdy to let like yep. Brandon Belt's higher. Like it's just like I was trying to put him like around that Tristan Casas name. And so, yeah, that's a great point. You yeah. just duplicated because I was looking at that. I was like, oh, man, that guy's all the way down there. And you're like 38th. I'm like, 38th? He's 49. And then I'm scrolling, <laughs> like, uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, Tristan, yeah, that, that one is them because the other one is just first base. So it's got to be him. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, that we found him. <laughs> we, we kind of – we sort of found him. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of my guy to keep tabs on that as seems to be a little bit under the radar at least on this at least on a this this website we're looking at kind of compile compiles some things so uh 
hopefully uh, you can get a sneaky value with with a player that might be up in two years. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a moment to talk about your boy. Um, on this list, he's 34th overall, average ADP, 247, CJ Crone. When you said my boy, I couldn't tell if you're talking about CJ Crone or Joey Votto. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to be honest. I was like, oh, It's God. true. Well, <laughs> Va- you know, Votto's old. You know, Crone's still oh, in his. Oh, my boy, he's Canadian. <laughs> but I feel like, Crone, you could bump up on this list a, a few spots. I was just wondering if you any thoughts on that or yeah it's surprising i mean he's only 32 like and i mean like first base is not a like we're not talking outfielders who are going to age out first base you stick old guys there you know miguel cabrera still puts around for albert pools just puts around first base last year you know there and the team trust me the teams who are getting cj crown they ain't they don't care what he does at first base on the field they pay him to hit dangers (laughs) like he's big al um how big is cj crown but um, yeah, he, I, uh, I'm a, a six four. Yeah, he, I was gonna say six three two fifty. Yeah, he's not getting he's not getting any cheapies in uh, Colorado. He started off a little bit slow last year, and I think so. He played 141 games and had four sixty uh, plate appearances. They weren't kind of sure what he was gonna be, and then they just started sticking him in, and he he told them what it was gonna be. And I don't know why it takes some of these teams so long to figure this out, but. He's going to do one thing and do it well, and that's hit dingers. And um, I – is he a free agent right now? And he was, but then he, um, he signed the, an extension before How many years? the lockout. Um, I'll look it up here. It's a John Heyman article. I'm not clicking on that. Okay, yeah, two, thank you. Um, <laughs> so two years definitely playing in Colorado is uh, – that will help for sure. So he has to climb up this list just for that. Um, he will probably get a hundred more at bats next year and hit 30 home runs last year. And, and, and it'll get a hundred more bats. So you can, you can do some math there. You're basically looking at about 40 and he, you know, his BABIP was three seventeen. probably drop a little bit, but that'll drop his OPS something to like barely, you know, eight ninety eight eighty, which, Sign me up all day for a guy going. Where was he going at in this thing? Thirty uh, fourth, two fiftieth overall. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, behind Nick Prado and Ty France. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I'm not taking CJ Crown all day. CJ way over Ty France, unfortunately. As a yes, Monty Grandal way over. Um, Nathan Lowe, Colorado. I take him over him too. Alex Bohm, like, sorry. CJ Chrome or CJ Chrome. Yeah. Yep. Just people undervalue what he does. Like people ignored him and he had a 900 OPS last year. Everyone was just like, Oh, you know, he only had 42 at bats. It was 2020 and he's like 190 average, but I'm like, he just hit dingers. Like it didn't matter. And that's still, if you're in an OPS league or things like that, that's what, you know, his on base was 350. Like, he's just like, I'm going to get on base and hit dingers. I am Adam Dunn. <laughs> and then, and in modern baseball and modern, you know, if you're not an average league, which most people aren't anymore, that, that doesn't matter. Who cares about what his average is? He's, he gets on base and hits dingers. He's incredibly, incredibly valuable. And people still haven't caught on to that. If you're not in an average league, these guys are really a lot more valuable than their average draft position. Cause a lot of these average draft positions are still done based on average. Yeah. I, ultimately he, he'd be probably the, one of the first names I'd think of and going on a tangent. 
but you're like, hey, Albert Pujols, and he's like, shut your mouth, because ultimately it kind of robbed him of breaking out. I mean, like, yeah, he was in LA, and then he, I mean, like, I'm I'm sorry, but like his worst WRC plus season is a 98 in his last season in LA. I mean, it's just like, and then the last four years, it's been four different teams and um, very similar profiles. I mean, it seems like he's probably like a 250 to 270 hitter, depending on, you know, how Babbitt swings. He's a, he's a single digits walker, but he's, he's only going to strike out maybe 20 to 25% of the time. Like it's solid. And you put him in Colorado and say, hey, stop hitting so many ground balls. I mean, that might yeah. be the only knock, but like put it in the air. Good things happen. Like there's a <laughs> lot of room for that ball to drop. Um, yeah, I, I like it. You're 6'4, 240. Like <laughs> I found it. Like, and again, like I could even scratch out because, like you said, those times in LA were incredibly frustrating. He wasn't getting straight up playing time in the three seasons he's been a starter, and you could argue. Finally, they finally figured it out. And Miami, kind of like Colorado, is like a starter. His average WRC plus is what? Like, oh, shoot. I, I, I clicked on the wrong thing. Is that 120? Mm-hmm. You know, like he's been a, a five war player in, just in seasons where he gets a starting shot. So people are like, oh, he had a good year in Colorado. I'm like, that's probably closer to the normal of who he is. Like, he had a season in Tampa Bay couple, with the Rays a couple years ago. It was basically the same. And just people didn't talk about it. It's just, he finally is getting time to play. Like he's just like, and five war, it was a total, not an average, but like, cause that'd be crazy. But like, like, you know, he's just finally getting time to play. And in seasons where he plays, he's a good hitter. And he doesn't have to split time with a aging Albert Pujols. So I think you're getting closer to Colorado numbers year in and year out, even maybe a little bit after he leaves Colorado, if he's just treated as an everyday player we talk about it. Like it's hard for especially young guys. He grew up his first four years in the majors was just playing every couple of days when Albert Pujols needed a day off or getting in a bat here and there or playing somewhere out of position where he had to play. Cause then he played like third for a little bit or, you know, some random position. He had to play like opposite somewhere. Cause Pujols was playing first a bunch too. Still. He just yeah. had a fight for playing time. I can't remember off the top of my head when he was younger, but like, I think there's that. And also maybe Detroit, a, a touch. Cause they're still yeah. wanting to get Miggy. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's He's been, I mean, in, well, I guess Detroit, he, didn't he tear his ACL or he broke some things like, so injury cut short season on an even super short season as it was, but. um, Yeah, he's only had two seasons where he started over 100 games. Yeah. His career, like, give him a chance to play baseball. And he, like, again, he's going to get probably 100 more bats or, uh, no, probably a little bit less, but still like. 50 more bats if they finally figure out, like, hey, let's start him every day. Only play 442 games, probably play a little bit more if he's healthy. It's going to get you 30 home runs. Might even get you close to 40 if he, you know, isn't pinch hitting some of those days. Like, let's just get him up there. Yep. All right. Adam Dunn, the hero we all needed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I want, we're getting close on time, but I wanted to do two ex- exercises. Okay. One, based on the this fantasy pros overall rankings, you work the list. Give me like a one sentence blurb on anyone that kind of stands out we haven't talked about, good or bad. Start there. And then I'll we'll do the second exercise in a minute. 
but I mean, I can start first if you want. Yeah, you start but, first. Yeah, yeah. All right. So just kind of going through some names that we didn't talk about. Um, Cronenworth, I'm like, I like his position eligibility. And we're talking first baseman, but I'd rather start him at second. But he's he's kind of high up there. Um, not, not a big name value, but valuable. Um, I want to see Baum succeed, but I'm not willing to draft him to do so. Um, Ty France, um, I super underrated, and I f- feel like there's value there. Nick Prado, I think it's it's um, through true outcomes. And um, Voight, I'm kind of out on with all the injuries. Tristan Casas, the real one that we're looking at. Um, I think he's <laughs> solid in a in like a solid floor, but I'm just really not sure what his ceiling will become. Heimer Candelario, I want to like, I want to love, and maybe I secretly do, but he's just like he is such an average like beast, like just a line drive hitter through and through, doubles machine, like. It, you know, we, we spoke of the great Edgar Martinez, like Edgar would say, hey, I see those doubles. I mean, like there's nothing yeah. else really going on. You're not on Edgar's level, but doubles machine. So maybe if you have a really weird league that counts doubles, Heimer's your guy. <laughs> Man, <laughs> that's, it's, it's, it's a league right there. <laughs> right. I also I also have a fish tank guy in Portland, Oregon. And if anyone needs one, <laughs> those are the two things. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of like the I'm just kind of scrolling through. Those are kind of the things off the top of my head. One that comes to me that you like that you're like not sure that you like, but apparently as you talk yourself into it, you like. Uh, one that I'm super confused about is Seth Beer. I feel like he, 25 year old rookie, had like an up and down season, but at the end of the day was like, oh, you know, uh, he didn't play much. You know, again had had only 208 at bats but solid numbers in those 208 at bats it's just i feel like he is the guy who will be much better than that year or much worse than that year i feel like he can go either way and if somebody right now tells you they know which way he's going they're lying because like there were numbers that you could find like oh this isn't real or there's numbers you can find this is real i don't know who he is he has a lot of talent drafted in the first round but uh has obviously was traded a couple times so it's just like first round talent who's traded a couple times it doesn't have a you know, past like, oh, no, sorry, I was reading projections. Uh, oh, he had nine at bats. Sorry, I was reading projections. But like, it, he, I should know that I owned him last year at the end of the year. But it's just like, I, I still like him, but like his, his value did dip from when he was drafted. So I, I just don't know who Seth Beer is. And at 430, I'm still taking a fire on him after all this that I talked about because I think you're going to get him even, you, you should even go up a little bit higher on him because like, I think he's going to be talking myself into me loving him. So I also agree with you, Luke Boyd, totally out on, I would not draft him even if he dropped to like 400. I just can't. I, I just think he's going in the wrong direction. And I don't even know if it's injury related. Honestly, I just don't know if he's the guy. I just don't think he's the guy. Um, uh, I'm out on Josh Bell as well. Going into his age 30 year. I, I don't buy the, the surge he had last year. Um, out on that one he needs a mullins um epiphany that he's not a switch hitter sorry i'll say that oh yes <laughs> yeah. bell you're not a switch hitter. until that day i'm, I'm out on it if it does if it does honestly though if it does yeah. I, would, I would be all in on it but it's just like some of those splits man uh you just can't do it uh yeah. let's see uh i think mark canna is a underrated player 
he in real baseball, but where he's going right now, 250 probably needs to be dropped more um, fantasy-wise and da- dynasty. He is not that guy. Uh, I think that's it. Eduardo Escobar. Drop that, lower that guy's value. Sorry, I, I, I just, yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. I have, I have one go plummet, back. Plummet him. <laughs> plummet him I have one go back. Miguel Sano is not is not worth the squeeze. The juice is not worth the squeeze. Do you see where, like 30 where, plus? Where is he going? Right, right around um, 39 overall, 276. Oh, yeah. I, it's just, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. An average or OBP. He's going to tank you too much. There's yeah. home runs to be had elsewhere. Sells out for 30 it. plus looks great, but it's just not worth it anymore. And I think I learned my lesson last year. You're, you're, you're done with, you're done with that. I mean, again, just go up a little higher, get CJ Crumb. Like, I mean, they're yeah. going in the same ballpark. They're like 20 picks apart. Just get CJ Crumb. Yeah. And then my other exercise, one prospect that maybe we hadn't mentioned that you're just like, I, I'd take a flyer on him, you know. Um, I'd like the cut of his jib, the young buck. Let me, let me see. Um can start with mine i think but i feel like I we already one. talked about one. him okay he's really young i guess i really like the young guys and he was he was just drafted recently uh jordan blaze the uh guy from uh, boston played very limited of 414 at bats but really liked what he did he's really young this is a dynasty league so this is like you could get him with like your really late pick but i i think I don't know. I, I think that he's got, you're asking me for like a sleeper because like some of these guys, you know, you're we're going to talk about the big ones, but I really like him down there. You can get him with like your last pick. I like Jordan Blaze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He plays in Boston. So <laughs> first baseman in Boston. So I think I already said his name darn it earlier, but I barely, I was one sentence on him. I'm going to go back. Nick Prado. Kansas City. That would have been my other one, but he, you mentioned him. So that was the rule. Yeah. Change. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm, made, I'm changing the rules. Okay, fine. That would have been for the reference. That would have been the one, <laughs> but I had to go further down. <laughs> yeah, um, I see him as a three true outcome. Uh, I feel like if he can just kind of even just be that, and they're willing to, you know, stable enough profile. Right? Okay, hey, you know, promoted. We want you. We we want you know some power. I think they can use more power in Kansas City. There, um, I think that that's someone who's who's going to be playing soon and, and have an impact and we'll see where, where he ends up in terms of floor and ceiling, but I don't think it's really gonna cost much to acquire draft, you know, someone like a a Nick Prado. I think most fantasy type prospect people might've soured on him a touch. Um, He really had an awful 2019 season, but since then it's, you know, he's, He's been back to kind of his form, what you thought he was. Yeah. Yeah. I like that pick. So, um, by the way, I just wanted to say that I got paid with a Slurpee today and it was a good day. That's not a joke. That probably really happened, didn't it? Yep. I moved some, <laughs> yeah. heavy, I moved some heavy furniture and they paid me with a Slurpee. There you go. See, I knew that wasn't a joke. <laughs> I was like, of all the people, it's not, there's no dad joke there. That's no, just, it's just a statement, <laughs> statement of fact. 
Um, and you're the psycho who gets one flavor Slurpee. You don't even mix the flavors of Slurpee. I want that to be on record so everybody knows that. Uh, not, not really. I, every once in a while, I will. Actually, ironically enough, my favorite right now is Mountain Dew like the slurpee but yeah. adding in the pop mountain dew watermelon like a little splash do you remember do you remember my trick that i used to do whenever i got a slurpee coke cherry on top well i was <laughs> i would usually get some coke in or there, something like, cherry something on top. you always cherry on top it yeah. <laughs> yep. vividly remember yeah. that yeah you gotta get that cherry on top <laughs> whatever the red is it didn't even matter if it was sour or whatever just a little spritz right at the end just like right on top right um, I do have some dad wisdom I just thought about because I'm, you know, I'm bouncing back between fan graphs as we're talking. Um, I, I went on and I've always had a profile on fan graphs, but I actually kind of went through and looked at settings and just like how it's all set up. If you get a profile on fan graphs, it doesn't cost nothing to you. Then you go to your settings. You can create custom settings when you click on any player. It's going to have like their name, their, you know, info, like, but that first set of actual like stats will be your custom stats. And so it's, it's really slick. So if you go to click on the top right on your profile name, click settings, and then there's batting and pitching, you just drag them over to the right hand column and then say a submit near the bottom of the page above where the ads are. Um, it's, it's kind of cool. I was just like, where's the saving? And I thought maybe it might be in, in like stats or leaders, but it's not there. It's just when it, you click on any individual profile, which is still beneficial. So you're not like trying to find everything, scroll, scroll, scroll. I literally clicked on like half the things that I, that are available. And it's just like, let's just list it. I just got to scroll right instead of scrolling down. I'll do that all day. I like that. So pro tip. Um, I got a bonus dad joke. Let's do it. All right. I had someone knock on my door recently asking for small donations to help fund the local swimming pool. I gave him a glass of water. <laughs> well done, JT. Well done. Yeah. I think it's I think it's good. I might slipped in fund. I don't think I meant to say fund there. I got you though. But yeah. yeah that's Kids nice. are in swim lessons. I, I think I was like, haha, good one. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. That'll do it. We're on to a net, a new dynasty position next week. But um to be uh, next week. Yeah, let's do it. Second baseman. Let's do it. Sweet. Until then, take care, be well, and we'll see ya. See ya.